What's up, guys? Welcome to Let's Talk with Trenton and Brett. I'm Trenton. And I'm Brett. Let's Let's talk. talk. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Let's Talk. Happy Thanksgiving. I'm going to go ahead and say that to you guys. We want to make sure to put that on the air. If you're checking this out on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday... I hope you have a great, happy Thanksgiving, or had if it's the end of the day Thanksgiving. I'm Trenton Cruz, one of your hosts. Let me go ahead and introduce the other co-host, Brett Howman. How's it going tonight, Brett? It's going good, and don't let anybody fool you out there. Thanksgiving is not one day. It starts this coming. It starts on Monday. You're listening to this on Tuesday. It's Thanksgiving. Eat, eat whatever you want. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, all all weekend. You eat whatever you want. So you just take that whole week and enjoy it. And Y'all know I'm just playing, but anyway, happy Thanksgiving, happy Turkey Day. We hope that you guys have a blessed Thanksgiving, spending it with, hope you know, hopefully spending it with your family and everybody is happy and healthy. Sit around the table, eat you some good foods, Thanksgiving myself, casseroles, man, any type of casserole. I'm like a casserole guy, and usually Thanksgiving's when I get to see the casseroles, so praise the Lord for casseroles. It's like a little taste of heaven on earth. What's your favorite Thanksgiving food, Brett? Meat and taters, man. Just like any other day. I want the meat and I want them mashed potatoes and green beans. And, you know, my wife makes this really good uh, cheesy potato dish, man, that I absolutely love. So I'm looking forward to that. And pretty much, man, it's it's food, right? <laughs> it all tastes good. It just tastes Smoked better. Smoked turkey, ham, yeah, any to of to- it. To top it off, you don't have to go to work that day. I mean, it's just going to be great. Day off, yeah. And if you're one of those that is so fortunate or blessed, you get Friday too. So you got a four-day weekend. Well, congratulations. Happy Thanksgiving. The Bible says we're just doing thanks. So I thought I'd read a real quick scripture before we get into tonight's text. The Bible says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 to 18, it says, Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So make sure you know that. Be thankful because God has allowed you another day to be alive. If you're tuning into this, then you're still breathing. So uh, go ahead and hit us up. Wait.letstalk at gmail.com. You got questions or comments or you want to tell us about your Thanksgiving, we would be glad to put that up there. Or you can click the voice message link located at the bottom of the details of each and every episode. Hit us up. Subscribe on whatever platform you're on. Subscribe on Rumble. Subscribe on YouTube. Wherever you're at, thank you so much for joining us. You can still get us on Facebook, but I just want to encourage you guys, and I'll get back to that in a minute, but I want to encourage you guys to check us out on some other platforms as well. Not only does it help us get our message out there on other platforms, but I really believe that there's coming a day that you guys are going to have to know some of these other platforms besides Facebook. So especially uh, Zappit, spelled X-A-P-I-T, that's what we call the Christian Facebook because it looks just like Facebook and it's more Christ-centered in everything that you see on there, at least anything that we've seen so far. So head over to zappit.com and set you up a profile. And yeah, you can still find us on Facebook at Let's Talk with Trenton and Brett and you know that's where you're going to get all the latest stuff. But I just feel like really impressed upon me today to tell you that you need to start looking to some other platforms, you know. start Instead of YouTube, start clicking on Rumble and finding our stuff on there because it's on there as well. And uh, Gitter, it's on there. We're on Parlor. We're on all these all these different things. So just uh, head over to a different one and 
Maybe click from there and maybe share from there once in a while. We'd appreciate that. If you're looking for an actual page to like of Let's Talk with Trenton and Brett, then Zap It or Facebook it currently is your only choices. However, I do share all of our episodes. We share it on MeWe, Parlor, Gitter. Is that it? I'm trying to think. Maybe I guess that's it. Gitter. I, Gitter spelled G-E-T-T-R.com. There's a lot of good stuff on there as well. So make sure you're hitting us up, like he said, because support those other platforms because we've got to have some alternate platforms, especially with some of the stuff going on in this society. But I uh, wanted to go ahead and start out the show with the Thanksgiving thing. And I am actually thankful for... Jesus dying on the cross, which is what we're going to be talking about today as we get into the crucifixion. And you know, not to change the subject or anything, but next week will be episode 75. So we are, we are inching so close to that hundred, hundred, uh, hundred mark there. But yeah, episode 75, that's going to, that's another big one. So maybe we need to talk about maybe doing something special for that one if we can, if, see if maybe we can get somebody else on or something, but I don't know. 75, man. It seems like we just started this thing yesterday, and now we're already on episode 75. And, uh, you know, we've grown quite a bit over the last year. It's been, what, year and a... Over a year, I guess. Has to be. 75 episodes. May of 2020, so... So, Yeah, almost a year and a half, I guess. So, yeah, just big things happening there, and that's much to you guys for uh, checking out the show and sharing it and stuff like that. So, So for those of you hearing me hack, that's me choking on my water. I'm not sick. Oh, you don't have it, do you? (coughs) I'm choking on the water. You got to watch what we say or we won't be able to put this one on YouTube. That one went down the wrong tube. So, uh, yes, but yes, make sure y'all are doing that. Be staying tuned to Rumble because you might just get to see a video show here in the coming future on Rumble, which will still be the podcast, but you'll be able to see the video version on Rumble. And it will be a Rumble exclusive, so make sure you are subscribing on Rumble. Maybe that's what we should do next week. We'll just see what comes down. Special show, yeah. Yeah, we'll just see what happens next week, I guess. Right now, we just kind of... Seeing what happens, I guess, because we don't really know where to go. Well, with it kind of crept up. We knew it was coming, but yet here it is. <laughs> so, so it crept up. But if you remember last week, we talked about the fact that Pilate made the decision, and we, remember we talked about his wife wasn't in the John Gospel, but the other Gospels, at least one of those, she had a dream from God not to get involved with Jesus. So you notice in the story we read last week, Pilate's hesitancy about condemning this man to death. And this week, we're actually going to get into the crucifixion for those of you that's been following. And I was thinking about something on our way here tonight. Uh, we were recording this at Brett's house right now, and I was on my way here, and I'm thinking about, man, I'm going to dread the episode of The Chosen when Jesus dies already because, <laughs> you know, we're just getting to know this guy. So We're getting really close to finishing chapter 19, guys. Well, can you believe we've almost went through the book of John, and it only took what? <laughs> I don't know how long we've we've been doing the book of John, but it's been a ride. We've enjoyed it, but let's go ahead and uh, John chapter 19, and we'll read until we stop, (laughs) whenever that'll be. Let's see. Uh, Heading is called the crucifixion. So they took Jesus and he went out bearing his own cross to the place called the place of the skull, which in Aramaic is called Golgotha. There they crucified him and with him two others, one on either side and Jesus between them. Pilate also wrote an inscription and put it on the cross, and it read, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. Many of the Jews read this inscription, for the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city, and it was written in Aramaic, Latin, and Greek. So the chief priest of the Jews said to Pilate, 
do not write the king of the Jews, but rather this man said, I am the king of the Jews. Pilate answered, what I have written, I have written. When the soldiers had crucified Jesus, they took his garments and divided them into four parts, one part for each soldier, also his, also his tunic. But the tunic was seamless, woven in one piece from top to bottom. So they said to one another, let us not tear it, but cast lots for it to see whose it shall be. This was to fulfill the scripture, which says, They divided my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. Wow. Prophecy being fulfilled in there. I'm looking back up here where it's talking about, you know, we, we talk about the between two thieves here. And Jesus is right there in the middle. Place of the skull. They've taken him up there, bearing his own cross. Remember, we talked here, it was last week or the week before when we were talking about the beating. And it may have been last week when Brett was talking about, we don't even know how he made it up the hill. Because he had probably lost so much blood. And most people died in the beating. The cat of nine tails. Here he is bearing his own cross to the place of the skull. And you can probably guess why they call it the place of the skull. Because that's where they were crucifying. I guess maybe regularly. But here it's crucifying Jesus. And two other ones. Knowing the place where he was punished. And being killed. Guys that was for you. He didn't have to do that. He did that for you. So before you go talking about what's God ever done for me, well, he gave his only son and he gave his life for you. And Jesus said there's no greater love than this, that a man should lay down his life for his friends. You know, just sitting here thinking about it, this is one of those passages that, how do I want to say that? I guess for Christians, you know, let's say people that's been saved 10, 15, 20 years, you know, we know what Jesus did for us. But I think that there's times, and I can just even in my own life, you know, that there's times that you you don't sit back to think about it anymore. You know, you just how do I want? I don't know how I want to say that. <laughs> you know, you don't think about it the way that you once did whenever you accepted Christ. It's you you've come to a point, you've accepted it, you realized it. But I don't think that we ever need to stop looking at it the way that it really is. He literally was beaten and died for us. It's it's not just something that happened. It's something that happened that forever changed the whole world. And we need to always keep that not in the back of our mind. We need to keep that in the front of our mind. And I know that sometimes it's hard because, you know, we're, we're supposed to go from milk to meat. You know, you, you can't just stay focused in one area. You have to continue and grow and learn. But without this thing that's getting ready to take place, they're, you know, they're crucifying Jesus. Without this crucifixion that's taking place, there is no gospel message. Everything that he would have said up until that point would have just been a bunch of good words if he wouldn't have done what he's getting ready to do. Mm. And, you know, we've we've got to remember that the crucifixion and the death and the beating and the blood spilled and all of that stuff, that was for me. That was for Trenton. And if it was just for me and Trenton, he still would have done it. And if it was just for you, listener, he still would have done it. And the thing is that sometimes we get so caught up in all of the other junk that's in our lives or sometimes we get so caught up in doing ministry work that we forget to really be telling people if it wasn't for this nothing else that we do would ever even have any meaning to it whatsoever mm. it's all about the crucifixion it's all about I'm just, it's all about the blood of Jesus i know a lot of people don't like talking about the blood anymore but it's all about the blood that was spilled because that is what washed you clean it it wasn't just 
you know, all the, all the stories of him raising people from the dead and healing the blind and all of the good things that Jesus did, I'm not taking away from it. But without the blood being spilled, none of it would have mattered. Mm. And I noticed there, one thing I pointed out, the way I understood it when we studied it in school was the uh, Aramaic, Latin, and Greek, the languages that Pilate used. Because he was, he was going to get his last word in. He's like, I might have given in to you guys, but I'm going to still put an insult. So he hung this over Jesus' head. Well, those three languages were the most common languages probably that were there at that time even though people from all over the world were uh, the known world i guess at that time were coming to jerusalem for this festival and things that had happened so this is a time when people are gathering passover is coming and so here's pilate holding his ground after he's already condemned jesus but it said they were asking him don't write king of the jews here we go the the jews are rejecting their own He's a Jew. He's the Messiah. And here they are rejecting it, telling him, don't write he's the king of the Jews. Rather said he said that he's the king of the Jews. This man said it, and Pilate held his ground a little bit here, even though he kind of copped out on us earlier. He said, what I have written, I have written. And they weren't going to have any say on that. And then it talks about the soldiers dividing his garments. I can't remember exactly where that's prophesied, but I know that it is prophecy that, you know, that they would split up his you know that they would cast lots for his things and stuff like that or whatever so here we're seeing prophecy being fulfilled and that just is another one of those things that lends credibility to it not that christian as christians that we need that credibility but you know it lends credibility to the fact that yeah these things took place just as the scriptures said what probably five six seven eight hundred years prior to christ being born you have these things uh, being written down saying that these are the things that's going to happen. And then lo and behold, here someone comes claiming to be the Messiah and fulfills every single one of these things perfectly all the way up to his death on the cross and all the way up to the resurrection and everything happening there. All of it being fulfilled perfectly and in perfect time the way that it was supposed to happen. And here they are dividing, insulting him by taking his garments, dividing it as if he's nothing. He, then you got these cruel Romans, just like it said. And there they are dividing, which is prophecy like we've been talking about. It says, so the soldiers did these things. But standing by the cross of Jesus were his mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, Clopas I guess is how you say that, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. And then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her to his own home. And here we believe when any time this reference is made, the disciple whom Jesus loved, John is referring to himself. So if you're not familiar with that, now you know who he's talking to, the author of this book, John. He said, woman, behold your son. He was talking to his mother. At this point, I, I'm going to guess just out the blue, thinking out the box, reality starts settling in that he's there. He's getting ready to die, and it's getting ready to be done. Everything he came for is beginning. But it does say that John took him into his home. And after this, Jesus, knowing that all was now finished, said to fulfill the scripture, I thirst. A jar of sour wine stood there. So they put a sponge full of sour wine on a hyssop branch and held it to his mouth. When Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, It is finished. Finished. And he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. 
Well, I was trying to find the exact place where the they talked about casting lots in the Old Testament, and I still haven't found it yet. <laughs> found it yet? It's it's not exactly where I thought that it was, but I'll keep looking here uh, as we continue on, and hopefully we will find it. But yeah, so I, I just want to go back to what I said a while ago because I I just feel like it's that important that we recognize what's truly taking place as we're getting to the end of this book guys i mean we went through everything that jesus has done we've went through the whole story his whole life is you know the account of john anyway everything that that john wanted to tell us and now we're here at the very end of this thing and this is the most important part and this is the the part that sometimes people want to shy away from because they don't want to they don't want to think about it but guys we've got to think about this because what we're supposed to be doing is this part right here is what we need to be sharing with the world. The world needs to know that somebody, I mean, we're getting into the Christmas season, guys, here in another week. We'll be really stepping into it. Walmart says we're there already. But but we're getting ready to step into where our Savior comes to this earth with the sole purpose of you on his mind. To die for you, to save you, to bring you back to the Father. And we have got to stop pretending and stop acting like we know all of Scripture and that we don't need to go back over these things. Guys, we need to get into these. And this is what we need to be studying because the most important thing, this is what I like about Next Level Freedom Church, is that there's never, very seldom is there a message. I don't think Trenton's ever had a message that I know of where he didn't give the prayer for salvation at the end of the message. And I tr- I always try to do it as well. I think there's sometimes that I, I forget it, <laughs> I forget or whatever, but... That's what it's all about. It's got to be about the main thing. And the main thing is getting people to know Jesus. The only way they're going to get to know Jesus is by knowing what he did for them. And so, yeah. He, he can go back to his search while I'm... Uh, this next part where we're getting ready to get into is side being pierced. Something I think is important to point out is that normally... Jesus hung on this cross, they believe, for around six hours. But normally it could have been days before they finally died and gave up. So the fact that it was in six hours and he gave up the ghost is important, which is why they're getting ready to do what they do. Uh, Verse 31 says, Since it was the day of preparation, and so that the bodies would not remain on the cross on the Sabbath, for that Sabbath was a high day, the Jews asked Pilate for their legs might that their legs might be broken and that they might be taken away. Understanding there, as we stop in verse 31, that they broke their legs because the only way you could breathe when you were on a cross, that's why crucifixion is a terrible death. It's death by suffocation. And you would push up and it would cause pain to go to your feet. And then when you let yourself down, the pain goes back to your wrists or hands, wherever they put the nails in. But during this process, they would break the legs. The reason they're asking for the legs breaks because that way they can't go up so that they would go on and die so that they could get the bodies off the cross. And that would suffocate them. So that's for those of you who may not have known that. And if you don't, didn't, I hope that helps you out. But the soldiers came and broke the legs of the first and the other who had been crucified with him. But when they came to Jesus, this is important because there's a prophecy about this. When they came to Jesus and saw that he was already dead, they did not break his legs. But one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear, and at once there came out blood and water. He who saw it has borne witness. His testimony is true. John saying, I saw it. And he knows that he is telling the truth, that you may also believe. For these things took place that the scripture might be fulfilled. Not one of his bones will be broken. 
And again, another scripture says, they will look on him whom they have pierced. They came to Jesus and they did not break his legs because they thought he was already dead, which he was. So they ended up stabbing him in the heart instead, which they would take the spear and go through the ribs, if I remember that right. And they would stab the heart and here come the blood and water, signifying that he was, in fact, dead. So... Alright, so guys, I found it. I was wrong. It's not Isaiah. Although there is a lot of prophecy in Isaiah about Christ, too. It's in Psalm 22. I was looking through the Psalms because I knew if it wasn't there, it was in Psalms. Uh, or Psalm 22. And I'm not going to read this whole thing, but if you guys just want to go ahead and read all of Psalm 22. But I do want to read this because this goes right along with what Trenton just read. It starts. Uh, we'll start in verse 14. It says, I am poured out like water, and all of my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax, it is melted within my breast. My strength is dried up like a potsherd, and my tongue sticks to my jaws. You lay me in the dust of death, for dogs encompass me. A company of evildoers encircles me. They have pierced my hands and feet. I can count all of my bones. They stare and gloat over me. They divide my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. But you, O Lord... Do not be far off. Oh, you, my help, come quickly to my aid. We'll just, we'll stop right there. But, you know, I want to go back up to this part up here where it says all of my bones are out of joint. You know, you may not realize it, but, you know, when they laid you on the cross, they probably didn't just lay you on the cross. They would pull your arms and stretch your arms and rip the skin and pull them out of sockets and joints to get them where they wanted them. I try, can't remember what movie, maybe The Passion that I'm thinking of that portrays it pretty well. And then they would pull your arms to where they wanted them, which pulling them out of joint, then they would put the nails in. So that's probably what this verse here is talking about, how they poured out, or his his joints were out. And where it says, I poured out like water, that made me think of the spear in the side where the water mm. come out. And because they say that, that uh, where water comes out with blood, it's because something has happened to your heart. Basically, your heart's exploded. Your heart's ruptured. So I've heard someone say Jesus actually did die from a broken heart. It did. It literally broke and quit working. It exploded for the most part, and that's why you have blood and water mixing together. There's more of a scientific study behind that. You can look into if you want. But so something neat to point out, I think every one of the quoted scriptures we just read that he just read out of Psalm 22, we just quoted in verse 37. Yep. We quoted, they're still in that particular passage right there. So not only did it talk about him dividing his garments, it talked about all the stuff you just said. I with can count all bones, my bones. Yep, Bones being out of joint. And then it says, not one of my bones will be broken. Mm -hmm. They will look on whom they have pierced. Even when he was reading Psalm 22, I'm immediately, my mind's going to Jesus. So, and that's actually Old Testament years and years and years, years. before Jesus came about. So... There you have it. There's more prophecy that is being fulfilled there. And I thought it was interesting that all of it was compacted into what you just read. So, And yeah, that was just part. I just want to encourage you guys. Go read all of Psalm 22, Isaiah 53. Uh, there's, a, there's a few others as well. Uh, just look up prophecies of uh, the Messiah in the Old Testament or whatever, and you'll... You'll find them, and you'll be amazed if you've never done that before. You'll really be amazed at what you read because it'll automatically take your mind to the New Testament. Now, if, if y'all are like me, and I, uh, I'm more of a New Testament guy. I like the New. Te I, I like the Bible. Okay, don't get me wrong; it's not what I'm saying. I enjoy reading the New Testament more. There's other people that enjoy reading the Old Testament, but the thing is, is you have to have them both. And this is why: is because you could read the New Testament and read all these things, but 
to find out that they were prophesied hundreds of years before the New Testament people ever were born to be <laughs> anyway, let alone write the New Testament. All these things were prophesied. That's why we need the Old Testament and the New Testament to complete the study and to complete, you know, learning everything that God has for us. So make sure you're not just reading the New Testament or just reading the Old Testament. Let's read them as a whole so that we can see more things like this because the Bible is full of parallels and, uh, you know, history repeating itself. And that's, I, I love when teachers, uh, when they talk about that because you do see parallels all throughout history. You see the old, the, history really repeats itself over and over again and you can even see it in the scriptures and it's really fascinating to watch those things so read the whole but read the bible as a whole and you're going to get a whole lot more out of it and we've talked about some of that stuff on the show about this happening today is just history repeating itself but we won't go into details and all that we're gonna go ahead and finish up chapter 19 here real quick and then we'll talk a few more minutes and be getting ready to get out of here for the day but we want to end with this because he's getting ready to get buried. After these things, Joseph of Arimathea, who was a disciple of Jesus, but secretly for fear of the Jews, asked Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus, and Pilate gave him permission. So he came and took away his body. Nicodemus also, who earlier had come to Jesus by night, came bringing a mixture of myrrh and alloys. Aloes. Oh, aloes, sorry. <laughs> About the 75 pounds of weight. Are about 75 pounds in weight. So they took the body of Jesus and bound it in linen cloths with the spices as it as is the burial custom of the Jews. Now in the place where he was crucified there was a garden and in the garden a new tomb in which no one had yet been laid. So because of the Jewish day of preparation since the tomb was close at hand they laid Jesus there. So here's a guy who says he was a believer, a disciple of Jesus, but in secret. <laughs> and we can't have that. However, he did get to put Jesus in his tomb. So um, this it was a different time, stuff. too. You know, I mean, this this was early on, and the Pharisees were out to they were out to kill. So mm. I mean, I can understand being a little scared, maybe a little skeptical, <laughs> a little skeptical at first or whatever. But yeah. So when you think about that and you think about what Brett just said remember we're reading it they were living it yeah so here's a guy who claimed he's your messiah you've been walking around with him for three and a half years and suddenly he's dead and i'm sure we're going to talk more about this in coming weeks because there's lots of stories that reflect the apostles but knowing that you believed in him now you know you know just human nature some of them had to be questioning, is it? Is that it? Do we go back to living? Mm-hmm. And we know Peter denied him, and Peter was probably on a guilt trip. Because, you know, remember when Jesus comes back, tell Peter also. So Peter would be, so that he could forgive Jesus, which we'll get to, because I think that is in John, if I'm not mistaken. I want to go back to Nicodemus, because we spent a lot of time talking about Nicodemus and the chosen and everything. And here he shows up again. At the burial, it says Nicodemus also, who earlier had come to Jesus by night, came bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloes, and about seventy-five at about seventy-five pounds of weight. So this brings us back to the question again: Is there's a real good possibility Nicodemus ended up following the Messiah? Now we're never told one hundred percent for sure. I don't think anywhere in Scripture that I can have found or remember, but mm-hmm. it's really looking like Nicodemus was was following after jesus and it makes me think trenton 
if Nicodemus knew the scriptures, which he should have known the scriptures, what's he thinking at this point? Is he preparing for chapter 20 where it says the resurrection? Or is he doing what it says he does? He's prepare, helping to prepare him for burial. Mm-hmm. You know, what? what's going through Nicodemus' mind at this time? I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to just, this is what I'm going to think. I'm going to think that Nicodemus is a follower of Christ and probably continued to follow Christ after the resurrection. And the chosen, I have no proof for that, but. (laughs) And the chosen portrays him well because he, Jesus invited him to follow. Now remember, that's just an interpretation, but Jesus invited him to follow. Remember, but he dropped the gold and left in secret, but Jesus knew who it was from. And remember in the, I think it was in the episode, he said, you almost made it. Yep. You almost made Very, it. So close. So, uh, yeah, something like that. I have to watch it again. But it, it's it's amazing when you start thinking because these people's responses are just like responses we see today. Just showing you that, yeah, we may have tech and all this stuff in today's world, but we're still human. We all face the same emotions. We all face the same feelings. We all face the same fears. This is how Jesus. it was possible for Jesus to come and live out all of that stuff. He actually was tempted in every way we, we've been tempted. That's what the Bible says, referring to emotions, different ways that he could have been tempted. So, And he yet lived a perfect life. So he is the one that shows us it can be done. Well, so guys, at this point, Jesus has been crucified. And he is... They're getting preparing his... They've prepared his body. Uh, Nicodemus brought the spices and everything. They've prepared his body. And then it says, so because of the Jewish day of preparation, since the tomb was close at hand, they laid Jesus there. So Jesus has been laid in the tomb at this point. And we're going to talk about the, hopefully, I guess next week, talk about the resurrection. But one thing, uh, if you guys haven't, if you've ever heard of the Shroud of Turin, this is, it's a really cool uh, thing to go look up if you haven't heard of it. But basically, it is believed to be the burial cloth of Jesus Christ. Because, well, you just have to go look it up, but... There is an there's an image within it whenever you take a picture and then you get the negative of the picture that you took or whatever you see this figure, this whole body of a man that has appeared to have been crucified and had a crown of thorns on his head. And me personally, I tend to think that it's Jesus just because once we talk about the resurrection, you think about the power of God and how strong that power would be to raise somebody mm-hmm. from the dead. The what the light, the the holy you know, the light that would have hit that and could have left impressions in that garment or whatever, but it is a real thing. It's not a mockery or you know a mock-up or anything like that. You can go look at that, and it's pretty cool because you're left sitting there wondering at this face and this body that you're looking at. You're wondering, am I looking at my Savior? Because it's that real. You can see that many details. So, and for those of you question it, didn't they find uh, residue or something from like flowers in the area, but also a radiation that they couldn't explain that was in the cloth right there's a lot to it because see there's some bad things that's happened to it like people nuns had cleaned it and they vacuumed it and different things like that had happened to it so it's been contaminated over the years but there was a test done and but the test they really believe was done wrong because they took a little snippet from this thing in an area where they had known that it had been somewhere else and it's oh it's only from the 1500s or whatever but the problem with all of that is is there's also other areas where it's way older than that and you're like you're, they're finding things that are from the holy lands you know little mm-hmm. particles and things like that from the holy lands and 
you know, looking at the blood samples and thing, all, all when you put all of it together, it's one of those things that the world is going to tell you, oh, well, it's just a mystery. Mm. But if you're a Christian, a little bit of faith can come in and you can look at it and you can see the holes in the hands and you can see the scars on the head where the blood dripped down, where the crown of thorns was shoved on there. You can see the holes in the feet and it just makes sense to me. Why? Why? How else did it get there? Because it's not paint. They've proven that it's not painted because you can't see it just looking at the cloth. It's not there. There's mm-hmm. only one way you can see it. And it's been proven time and time again that there's clearly something there. But nobody knows exactly what it is or how it got there. Other than there's this man that's there that's been appears to be crucified. Who was it? Read a whole wrote a whole book about it, right? One of them authors. You got the book somewhere, I thought. Uh, probably I... somewhere the Shroud of Torin or whatever it was called. But the uh, but just know that you know we can, we'll probably talk about that some more when we get into the resurrection. But I think it's interesting the way John portrays the resurrection. We're going to talk about it next week, where Mary Magdalene goes to the tomb. She's the only one mentioned in John and sees it's empty and all of a sudden it's like they've stolen him and we're going to talk about that more next week so i won't get into that right now but i want to say go ahead and hit us up wait.letstalk at gmail.com if you want to hit us up with questions or shout outs whatever it is or you can hit us up at the voice message link located at the bottom of the description of each and every episode subscribe on rumble you're going to want to do that because in the near future you're going to start seeing more and more stuff pop up on there exclusively and you can subscribe on facebook or not so facebook you can subscribe on youtube as well you can check us out on and subscribe on whatever platform you're on right now because so just subscribe and just share subscribe to all of them share it with all (laughs) your friends share it with everybody you know and then tell them to share it so that they can share it with everybody they know and you'll help us get the word out we appreciate each and every one of you i'm gonna say god bless happy thanksgiving and turn it over to brett all right guys thank you so much for tuning in happy thanksgiving and i mean after after thanksgiving after next what thursday everybody be saying merry christmas <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be crazy and it's gonna move fast guys so uh thank you so much for tuning in you guys have no idea how much it means to us uh we do this because we want to get the message out and it's encouraging to us to know that you guys are listening so if you are listening make sure you uh, hit us up on facebook or somewhere or you know send us an email or something let us know that you're listening and that uh what maybe you like about the show or something like that we'd appreciate it so all right, Father, we just thank you, Lord, for this time together, Lord, that we were able to study your word. We pray, God, Lord, that this word will go out, will penetrate the hearts of the people. Father God, and they will receive you and receive your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. I hope you were blessed and inspired by the content. Do us a favor. Go ahead and subscribe if you haven't already. Tell a friend and share this on social media. We would love to share the good news with as many people as possible. We'd also love to hear from you. If you have topics you would like us to discuss on the air, you want to give a shout out, or maybe you just want to say hi, click on the message button below and let us know what's on your mind. Thank you for tuning in. God bless, and we'll see you next time.